Welcome back to the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Fryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, back with you. It's a recruiting-centric podcast we have for you today, Friday, June the 10th, 2022. And typically when we do that, taking into the weekend, we are joined by recruiting analyst Hank South of BOL, the soothsayer South, we're going to start calling him, because (laughs) if you listened to this podcast a week ago, Hank, what did we try to tell the folks about Sam Walters? Uh, we did a, a say, basketball I, official yeah, visit. we we said commitment, commitment watch. watch. So you know, yes, we did. We, we had it. Yeah, thanks, so. <laughs> Al. Yeah, love it. Yeah, Sam Walters, nice pickup for Nate Oates and his program, and uh, a guy that obviously they targeted very early in the process. And it sounds like Sam, uh, the the interest was mutual. I guess you mm-hmm. could say because that one didn't seem to take long, and then. You see on, I guess, some of the club circuit here in the last week or so or uh, the summer ball circuit here in the last five, six, seven days since his commitment, hearing and seeing some good things from Sam Walters on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. He's been absolutely dominating. He's been one of the top players only showing why Alabama liked him so much. He's had that Herb Jones comparison, which is pretty good considering Herb is one of the was obviously one of the best players for Alabama and then is now kind of a rising star. Not kind of. He is a rising star and in the NBA. So, uh, yeah, definitely. I think, I think Bama's happy with, with Sam Walters on board now. Yeah. If Sam can defend half as well as her, like one through four, and then have that smooth three point shooting stroke with that left hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would, uh, that would certainly be acceptable. He's a guy who physical. <laughs> you see him, you look at him and you know, he's got a little ground to make up, but his ability on the offensive end, uh, you can not just shoot the three. Everybody talks about this guy can really shoot the three. Yeah, you know what? Everybody can shoot the three. Can you make the three? Want makers, uh, not shooters. And uh, Sam Walters looks like he's one of the the maker types. Yeah, when it comes yeah, to the three point shot. Hey, let's get into some football. We had a big official visit weekend at Alabama last weekend. We previewed that for you here on the Bama Online Podcast. Wanted to put a quick bow on that one that weekend, Hank. What stood out to you? It sounds like Brandon Ennis, five-star wide receiver, mm-hmm. uh, had a good trip. Dylan Liner again coming in at the quarterback position. But sort of looking at that group at a whole, what were a couple of three of the major storylines coming out of last weekend? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, if we're looking at the big highlights, Brandon Ennis, like you said, I think Bema really did make a move on um, Ohio State and, and USC for him. I, I think they were already in a pretty good spot, you know, as far as, you know, high up on his interest list. Um, but but I think that visit really solidified things. It was his first trip out to Tuscaloosa, um, first time to be in with the staff one-on-one in person on campus. Uh, and, and so, you know, I think they really helped themselves with Brandon Ennis. So um, that was probably the biggest note in terms of high-profile recruits on campus. Another big one um cole adams um he's not the highest ranked kid he's a four-star wide receiver uh, from owasso oklahoma i think bama is the team to beat for him right now and you know he's going to oklahoma this weekend on an official visit but um you know i i think bama uh has the inside track pretty heavily there for cole adams and and i think they really solidified that standing last weekend um so that was another big note and then um you know each of them each of the five official visitors last week kind of could make a make a case for um you know being most intriguing um two tight ends on campus and riley williams and luke has uh, riley williams we spoke to his father who gave raving reviews of alabama um in, in their experience on campus last week and he's all the way out from portland um but it, it seems like there is no uh hesitancy to uh to make uh that trek, you know, for his college career um, down to the southeast. 
Uh, Luke has committed to Arkansas. He's not speaking about the visit. Um, obviously, he's committed um, to a school, but um, talking to people that were around him throughout the weekend, um, it, it sounds like Bama um, has a pretty good, you know, the, not, you know, I'm not saying he's on flip watch, but uh, w- one source told me um, they're not so sure he's going to end up signing with Arkansas. So I'll put it at that. Let so me ask maybe. you this real quick. <laughs> sure. Is it, is it better? Is it a school like Alabama after it hosts a commitment to another school that maybe the young man doesn't talk or doesn't want to talk about the visit? Or do you take that as a negative or is it just more of a case by case thing? Kind of interesting that he's uh, apparently gone underground after the visit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's kind of a case by case thing. Typically the, the quieter I think a recruit is, is the more it's, you know, it's, you know, like, why aren't you wanting to talk? Are you scared to say something <laughs> or yeah. no, but, um, I, I think, uh, yeah, like it's probably case by case. There's There's been situations, you know, where we've seen that before where, you know, Jace McClellan and Drew Sanders both committed to Oklahoma. Um, they never really said much. Jace McClellan did a couple interviews um, in person. You never, never really did them on the phone. Drew Sanders kind of same way. Um, those guys both ended up flipping to Alabama. So something we're watching. Um and we'll see where that goes, but certainly a tight end to watch. And then Dylan Lonergan, um, who gave a great interview after his visit, um, the four-star quarterback from Georgia, he said uh, kind of what he kind of confirmed what we all had been thinking was uh, Nick Saban told him they want to take two quarterbacks in the class. And, you know, he has no um, he's not opposed to, to being a, a, in a two quarterback class with Eli Holstein. So um, he, he's one of those kids that's a dual dual athlete, uh, football, baseball is going to play baseball at the next level as well. Um, and I think Bama probably made up some ground there for him as well. Uh, I, I think, you know, entering the weekend, he probably wasn't really fully intent or fully, you know, open to the idea of, uh, of being in a two quarterback class. And I think they settled any, you know, maybe concern he had about that um, on the visit. So overall, really good weekend to start the month of June. Yeah, when you hear two sport guys at the quarterback position, especially, unless it's a Charlie Ward type from years ago, it may take a couple of years for that player from a football perspective to really be in the mix at the most important position on the field. I'm just speaking in general here. I'm not you know, making an evaluation of Lonergan or his skills or his projectability or any of those things, but um you know, because if you're playing baseball, and, and I know Alabama can can do some things to make it work with with both sports, but um, the commitment, I guess, that's required these days, it seems like, to be the guy behind center, uh, that's a that's a heck of a challenge. But it sounds like Dylan Lonergan may very well be up to it. So you mentioned Brandon Ennis. I guess a lot of the buzz going into last weekend surrounding the American Heritage product, a school that Alabama's had a lot of success with down there in the Fort Lauderdale area centered on USC and Oklahoma. Um, What did you take away from the weekend to, to make you feel better about maybe Alabama's chances there? Yeah, I I think just, uh, you know, just his, uh, you know, the chance for him to be with the staff one-on-one to sit down with Nick Saban to kind of really see, um, you know, you, you obviously see what Alabama does with the draft and everything, but to kind of go onto campus and see the process of, of how they've been able to develop these guys, um, kind of see what goes into goes into it all, whether it be the actual on the field, the sports science behind it, all that stuff. I think that really excited him. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think, you know, Bama has continuously been able to connect with him. He has 
familiar faces um, on campus, whether it be Earl Little. Um, he has Patrick Sertain able to uh, to talk to as well. And so um, I think a combination of all that and, and finally just, you know, getting the experience of being on campus. I think he already had um, a pretty good idea of Alabama, but to see it in person, I think just helped him even more. Yeah. And even a guy like Dallas Turner, right? He previously right. was at American Heritage, I guess, before making the move over to St. Thomas Aquinas. And I believe I said Oklahoma involved with Brandon Ennis. It's actually Ohio State. He was committed to Southern Oklahoma California. at one point and, under Lincoln okay. Riley. So there is the connection there, there. But I think it was more a Lincoln Riley thing than than the program. Yeah, I'm getting them all mixed up at this point. <laughs> hey, so let's preview. Let's talk about this weekend. And if you want an in-depth preview of the visitors that Alabama is bringing into Tuscaloosa this weekend, Hank, right now, BamaOnline.com has previewing Alabama's nearly double-digit official visitors weekend that's from Hank. It's VIP, so you need to be a part of the BOL family to screen this outstanding preview from Hank as far as the official visitors for this weekend. Now, in terms of what we know as of, say, mid-morning on Friday, has there been an adjustment to the list? Has it been? Has it come to fruition about the way you expected? There's always the potential, right, for late changes, whether mm-hmm. it's a subtraction and addition uh, how has this list sort of held up over the last few weeks or months? Yeah, for about the last month, it's been this June 10th through 12th weekend. We've kind of circled as the big one in June for Alabama. Obviously, each each weekend has a big name, but in, in terms of overall numbers, it's it's been expected to be that big one. And um, it's held up. Uh, the only change we've seen this week, um, we, we, uh, we had Eugene Wilson on the list. He was planning on taking an official visit. He's the um, four-star athlete from Florida. He is no longer expected. I'm not sure if that's going to get rescheduled. We'll see. Um, but Steve Wolfong reported earlier in the week that Alabama would host um, Jacoby Johnson, who's a, a, a jumbo athlete from uh, from Oklahoma. So another kid from Oklahoma coming in. Working on Oklahoma this, hard, right? man. Sooner State uh, 2023. Wow. So, yeah. Probably so, just uh, like an extension of Texas, right? I mean, yeah. That's probably the way the staff looks at Pretty it. Pretty much. I mean, it's yeah, it's just a little bit north of the DFW. So, um they're different. Certainly, you know, going after him hard. Um, like I said, six three, two twenty, big, big athlete that can do a number of different things. He already visited once. Um, I'm talking about Jacoby Johnson. That is, he already visited once in April, coming back for his official this weekend. Could it could be, you know, kind of an Alabama Oklahoma battle right now for him. Um, but overall, the list is held up. Nine vi- official visitors expected. Obviously, headlined by Arch Manning. Um, throughout the weekend, there's no camp. Um, we're not going to, well, there, there is a camp. There's a specialist camp. I shouldn't, I shouldn't just throw kickers that Kickers or people right. too. Exactly. Bank. We'll probably find out who Bama's kicker in the class will be this weekend. There's going to, there's going to be some offers going out, I'm sure. Um, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that certainly. But the big news is the official visitors weekend. Um, the staff is going to have a lot of one-on-one time with these guys. And it's interesting. It's very offensive line heavy. That's been kind of the case since we've, uh, uh, for the last couple months, it's been kind of the, you know, the Wilkin Formby, Francis Maui Goa, the, the big, the big uh, offensive lineman names. Um, and I, I think it's set up like that. Uh, and we, we have some skill guys coming, um, but uh, there's that big seven on seven tournament out in Vegas that we're seeing a lot of these skill kids at. Um, so maybe not a huge surprise that we're seeing the, the big guys uh, take their officials this weekend um, to Tuscaloosa. There's a four offensive linemen in total, but yeah, loaded weekend. Um, it should be a lot of fun to cover. I mean, there are offensive tackle prospects literally from 10 minutes away, the University of Alabama campus to Finland, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, coming into, coming into town 
this weekend. So it kind of tells you the value. I mean, you've got Caden Proctor coming in from Des Moines, Iowa. Um, It's an expansive group. Will Conform be, of course, the legacy, UA legacy, whose recruitment has been on a steady ascent over the last year or so. A good-looking group, but I guess – you know, it's not just about Arch Manning. By the way, we made it 10 minutes and 50 seconds into this podcast, <laughs> Hank, before a mention of Arch Manning. That's probably a record of some sort, especially since he's going to be into town. But in some corners, it almost feels like if it's possible, not that Arch Manning taking an official visit anywhere could be sort of, uh, you know, something that doesn't attract attention. Um, with the commitment of Eli Holstein, uh, it seems as if a little of the steam has left the the perceived anyway relationship between Alabama and Arch Manning. But as you predicted a couple weeks ago here on the podcast, you felt like that wouldn't change anything. The Holstein commitment in regards to Dylan Lonergan or Arch Manning, and here we are. These these quarterbacks, man, they're 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 gonna they're not gonna give in, are they? Um, when it comes to to decisions made by other guys. No, not at all. Um, and like I said, you know, uh, Dylan Lonergan spoke to us after his official visit to Alabama and said, you know, Nick Saban made it clear they want to take a two quarterback class. And if you look towards the future, um, I think most people would project Bryce Young as the number one or two pick in the draft next year, regardless of what happens this season. Um, and and so that's going to leave Bama with uh, in, including Eli Holstein, just three scholarship quarterbacks. And so, you know, I, I don't think that's it's very uh much of a surprise that Bama would want to take two in this cycle. And, and Dylan Lonergan is obviously a big one. And then of course, Arch Manning is a huge one. And, um, you know, I've said it since Eli Holstein committed, I, you know, I think Bama would very much welcome Arch Manning in the, in the class with Eli Holstein. I just don't see both of those guys teaming up. Uh, but again, you know, crazier things have happened in recruiting. I was talking to Blair and Gulo about this earlier this week on the 24 seven recruiting podcast. Um, and I mean, if there's any school that has, a pretty awesome uh, recruiting angle in terms of two quarterback classes. It's Alabama with Tua Tonga-Valoa and, and Mac Jones. And, and I'm not saying, you know, obviously Mac is a little bit more of a developmental guy than, uh, or was, um, he's now the quarterback of the New England Patriots, but uh, our, those guys are kind of two guys that can come in and play immediately. You know, Mac Jones needed right. a few years of seasoning. Um, and, and so, you know, a little bit different, but at the same time, you know, Two quarterbacks classes have worked out for both guys in their favor in the past. So we'll see. You know, I still think Bama's probably running third to Georgia and Texas right now entering the weekend. But, you know, when you sit down one on one with Nick Saban and hear that recruiting pitch and you have that longtime relationship that the staff has with the Manning family um, through this whole process, you know, Arch has been on the recruiting radar for well over two years now. Um, You know, we'll see what happens. Been a little continuity for Alabama, too, at the quarterback coach and offensive coordinator spot now for a second season in a row. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but for Alabama, there's been some pretty yeah. constant turnover at that spot after Lane Kiffin. So uh, that probably doesn't hurt with Bill O'Brien there. But what about Arch in terms of a timeline? Has the Manning family been pretty consistent and, you know, when this thing might come to a conclusion with Arch? I've been asked, is this something he wants to get done before the start of his senior season? Are they content with waiting and allowing some things to play out, maybe at Texas, get an idea for the seasons that some of these teams and coaches get off to. And uh, I guess they have that luxury, right? More so than any prospect, any quarterback in the country in this class. Uh, They pretty much have a spot whenever and wherever they want it. 
Yeah, and I, I, I don't think you know the, the family has ruled out you know taking this thing into the fall. I think there's been some reports about how they're you know they're not they're not hesitant to do that. Um, you know, but you, you got to imagine there's a little bit of fatigue um, when it comes to the recruiting. Uh, with and they've done a really good job. I think his family's done a really good job of kind of putting a bubble around him. He's done a little bit of media, um, but I mean, just it, it's Arch Manning, Arch Manning, Arch Manning constantly. Whenever he 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 leaves his his hometown or you know his high school facility, it's you know where is he going? It, it's like what campus is he visiting? And once he's there, it's like every single picture kind of blows up um, when he's visiting. I know there's a bunch of Georgia pictures from his official visit last weekend, but you know, I still don't think that's going to like pressure him to make a, a decision anytime sooner. I think he really wants to make the right decision. And I, and I say that, you know, he, he took his Georgia visit last weekend. He'll be at Bama this weekend and then he'll finish his, uh, well, unless he takes two more official visits, but he'll finish this, uh, three weeks, uh, slate at Texas next weekend. And, you know, those have been the three teams that we're mentioning most. Um, I know LSU is trying to stay involved. I think Florida is still trying to stay involved with them. Maybe he visits those schools as well. Um, but you know, once he sees that he's, seen all these schools multiple times, you know, once he takes his official visits, will he feel comfortable making a decision? Cause you got to imagine, I think most quarterbacks kind of want to get it, get it out of the way to, to focus on their, uh, their own senior seasons and, and get ready for that. But, you know, we'll see, there's no set timeline. You know, he hasn't ruled out the fall. Um, but again, you know, official visits in the books, maybe he's ready after those. Yeah. It used to be if a guy still had two official visits in his back pocket, that might raise your eyebrows a little bit more than it does these days because these kids make trips and see these schools so many times, a lot of times, before they ever take an official visit to that yeah. school. It used to be the official visit was maybe the only time uh, a prospect made a trip to a to a school. And uh, those days, of course, have passed pretty quickly here. So when we look at this visit weekend, you know, hard for five stars to get overlooked, but man, there are this is a five-star weekend, I guess you could yeah. say, in a lot of ways, Hank. And Richard Young at the running back position. I know Alabama's been long connected with and uh, perhaps could be in pretty good shape with among those making the trip. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he's making his – this will be his third time back on campus since January. Um, went to junior day, came back for A-Day, and is now taking his official visit. And, and Bama's kind of been the hot team there when, when you talk about his recruitment. Um, from the very beginning, when he got offered in early 2021, he you know – People always say it's kind of a jinx when a kid says Bama is their dream school. Um, but I, I think he really meant it. I think <laughs> the Bama offer really meant a lot to him. Um, and, and, you know, he, he's kind of shown that with with making trips out to campus several times. He was he was um, he camped last summer as well. So he's been a handful of times. Um, he'll be back this weekend. And, you know, I think Robert Gillespie, the running backs coach, has done a really good job. I think obviously Nick Saban's done a really good job. And, and uh, you know, I, I think this visit will will continue to kind of further Bama's um, positioning in that recruitment. Uh, we've talked about the offensive lineman Francis Maui Goa, the five star tackle who is originally from the West Coast. He's now at IMG Academy. Um, you know, take your pick at, at five-star or elite-level offensive lineman. Bama signed from IMG Academy. Evan Neal, J.C. Latham, Tyler Booker. Mm-hmm. You know, Maui Goa could be the next one out of there. Um, so, you know, I, I would imagine one of the IMG kids is, is hosting him this weekend for his official visit. Um, Caden Proctor, he and he and Francis Maui Goa have kind of flip-flopped between number one and number two two offensive tackle in the class. I don't think you're going wrong with either one if you get one of those guys. Um, but he, he's making a, his second visit down to Alabama from Des Moines, Iowa. Um, he was work, He worked out last summer, coming back now for his official. And, um, you know, depending on who you talk to, you know, Iowa, obviously, you know, people kind of 
link him to that program, the home state school, um, not his home city school, home state school. Um, but, uh, Oregon's in it heavily, but Alabama's right there as well. I think in that probably top, top trio for, for Caden Proctor, and we'll see if they can kind of break through and maybe build some momentum for themselves this weekend. Um, and then a, a five-star, you know, I wrote about it in the preview that we really haven't talked about much this year. We've talked about him in the past, but, um, Anthony Hill, who's the number one linebacker in the country from, from, uh, Denton Ryan high school in, uh, in Texas, he's making, I, I think this is his second visit out, maybe his third, but I, I know at least for sure his second, um, to see Tuscaloosa. And he's kind of been, he's been linked heavily to A&M to Oklahoma. Um, Bama has been in the mix, but kind of maybe on that outside looking in, um, but seems to really um, be interested in Alabama. He actually was at a uh, Cotton Bowl practice um, earlier this year um, ahead of uh, Bama's game against Cincinnati. So uh, he's seen the practices. He, he's been around the program. Uh, and so we'll see kind of where where things stand with him um, coming out of, of the weekend. But, yeah, and then add an Arch Manning as well casually. It's, it's just a, a heavy five-star <laughs> weekend um, upcoming. Anthony Hill, Denton Ryan, that rings a Drew Sanders bell, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Denton Ryan. Yep. Yep. He same was, school. um, yeah. Yeah. Same school. And, uh, I think there was another, uh, recruit that they, they went after heavily. I can't, I think he ended up in Texas or Arkansas. Oh, Drew Sanders is Arkansas now, but, uh, yeah, that's a school Bama, Bama has ties to. Hey, um, seeing as how I guess we have some scheduled guys, even for midweek in the next two weekends, it really doesn't slow down on the official visitor front, but, uh, we talk about wide receivers of note that have been through or will have been through Tuscaloosa in the first two weekends of June, but pretty big one coming midweek next week, I guess, and mm-hmm. Malik Benson from the junior college ranks. Yeah, he, he seems to be a guy that, that Alabama really likes a lot, um, and, and he has a top five that – uh, would show he, he's a pretty coveted recruit in the country. Um, you know, I, I feel like junior college recruiting has kind of um, been an afterthought lately with the transfer portal. You know, you don't hear a lot about a junior college um, circuit anymore. Um, but really, you know, Bama has been pretty heavy after junior college guys. You know, we were uh, Tim Watts reported earlier this week on Bama Online that that Justin Jefferson, not the wide receiver, uh, the linebacker from uh, Pearl River Community College. Mississippi had an outstanding workout last Saturday at Alabama and is a, a top target of the staffs right now. We've seen Elijah Davis, who's a, a JUCO defensive lineman, really stand out. He worked out last Saturday as well. He's been a top target, but Malik Benson might be the biggest of all of them um, at that wide receiver position. He's ranked the number one junior college prospect in the nation for the um, 24-7 sports JUCO rankings. Um, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Oregon, Tennessee, that's his top five. So um, certainly heavy hitters coming after him, uh, and he's expected on campus June 15th. So I think he'll be a kid that we see make a decision this summer. He, he's taking all five visits. Um, he, he already took one to Oregon back in May. Um, he'll be at Tennessee this weekend. He was at LSU last weekend, and then he'll be at Georgia a couple days after Bama. So maybe he's a kid we see uh, make up his mind um, later this month. Yeah. Wow. It's very interesting. As you said, with the portal as prominent as it is these days, as not just the high school kids that are feeling the crunch, you know, the JC mm-hmm. kids are, but you still see Alabama with a presence at that level. Mm-hmm. And boy, Jefferson must've had a hell of a workout. Um, because with what Alabama has stacked right now at the linebacker positions, uh, boy, he must've been very, very impressive. So interesting. Yeah to note from our Tim Watts. And so we've got so much great stuff for you from Hank, from Tim, the staff in general there at BamaOnline.com. Again, go to BamaOnline.com right now and you're going to find Hank's 
preview for the upcoming official visit weekend headline by five-star quarterback Arch Manning. But certainly, as we talked about here over the last 20, 25 minutes, no shortage. Five five stars out of a nine-man official visit class. That's uh, it's a pretty good ratio. That's a pretty good pool to be uh, working from if you're Nick Saban and his staff. So, Hank, as always, appreciate you taking the time here on the Bama Online podcast. Podcast. Hope you have a great weekend. I know it's going to be busy. You're going to see plenty of Hank on the roundtable right there with us, the premium message board of choice at BamaOnline.com. Hank, as always, we appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks, Travis. For Hank South, Travis Schreier, thanking you once again for joining the Bama Online Podcast. If you haven't already, how about a subscription to the Bama Online Podcast? Simple as a click or two. And if you'd leave us a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate that as well. For Hank, Travis, until next time. So long, everybody.